Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. This is episode 93. Hey everybody, this is episode 93 for the week of December 16th, 2018. Amy. Pam. What is happening this week? Pam, I feel like my week is totally chill compared to your week slash month because <laughs> you are in the throes of December, which means yes. it's pretty much everybody in your family's birthday, which is like 28 <laughs> people. Well, not exactly. It can feel that way. And... Obviously, Christmas is coming up. Little old Christmas. So, no work involved with that at all. <laughs> no, no. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in comparison, like yeah. I'm totally chill. Well, you're also incredibly more organized than I am. You're the woman who had her house decorated for Christmas before you went to Disney well, for Thanksgiving. Well, well. There is that. I've, I've got my tree up and I have lights on it, but no like one ornament on it. <laughs> <laughs> one ornament? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the spirit that counts, right, Pam? Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell me about you because you have a lot going on, way more than I have going on. Well, we have the uh, the multitude of birthdays. Five of the seven of us in my immediate family have our birthday in December. Uh, in fact, there's this span of about eight, nine days where there are four family birthdays and Christmas. That is cuckoo for <sighs> Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, so deep breathing. <gasps> We need your spa voice. We need some candles. We need some bath salts. Mm, Um, Those those sounds of raindrops in the background. Yes, yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) Pam. Bring back my Lamaze breathing back in the day. (laughs) Well, you know what you could do, Pam? What could I do? Is you could just sit back and relax Mm -hmm. and watch a Christmas movie to get all of your anxiety, all your worries, all your cares gone while you just sit back and relax and watch a lovely Christmas movie. Yeah, no. Pam? No. You know, Amy, I'm I'm really just not into films. Okay. I'm okay. not into films. First of all, false, because you do Oscar parties like every single year. And second of all, we are in the realm of Disney. Pam, Disney equals films. Hello? My major fandom with Disney has to do with the Disney parks. Okay. okay. The films are nice. And the merch. And the merch. And the merch. I enjoy the merch. (laughs) But I enjoy the merch at the parks. Right. So they go together. Uh, So I do enjoy that. Films, you talked about it being relaxing. Mm -hmm. I have this thing where I sit down and I feel like, okay, I'm now trapped here for two hours. And how about (laughs) if I don't like this thing? I, I have a hard time making that kind of time commitment okay well pam that's like actually really bad news because in this episode we are discussing mary poppins returns of course i'm going to make an exception for that (laughs) mary poppins and can i tell you something else yes tell me well first of all you mentioned that i'm way into the oscars and all of that i am i actually adjusted the date of my daughter Belle's birthday the day of her birth Due to the Oscars. Says the girl that just literally said, I do not like films. 
Well, how many of the Oscar films do I actually watch every year? So See? that's true. Because the, the Oscars are actually a television show. I'm into TV. <laughs> And and so the year that my, I was very very pregnant with my daughter Belle, and I was overdue, and the doctor's like, okay, we gotta induce this pregnancy, we gotta get you going. Uh huh. So he suggested a date, and I was like, mm, you know, that doesn't work for me because I'm actually hosting an Oscar party that night. Can we do it the <laughs> following morning? <laughs> and so we did, and so that ended up being her birthday because of the Oscars. That's so funny. And considering she's a theater major, I think she enjoys that. Perfect. But also, you know what really doesn't make sense with my dislike of film? What? Amy, I was a film major in college. I have a degree in this. Pancakes. <laughs> all, th- or all sorts of things are going wrong. Red flags are going off right and left. Uh, but it was a combined major. It was I got a bachelor's in radio, television, and film. Okay. And here we are doing a podcast, radio. which is basically a radio show. Okay. See? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, also, just going back to the Oscars really quick, I'm yeah. kind of in the same boat as you. Like, I, but the thing is, I can't really watch the Oscars because I haven't seen half the films that they're like oh, reviewing that, yeah, that or giving bother me. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. See, that's we why turn I it can't into watch an event. it. We'd like to celebrate. So, <laughs> whatever there is to celebrate, there's cause, have a little fun time in our house. Oh, yeah. We'll have special snacks. We'll do, the, you know, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I would be all about the snacks. There you go. <laughs> there you go. As long as they're gluten-free. As long as they're gluten-free. <laughs> Which, you have brought me some delicious gluten-free snacks today. So I well, do thank you for that. Yeah, this is a new thing. We will see if <laughs> you said delicious. We haven't tried them yet. So we're hoping they will be delicious. <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll do you a favor, podcast listeners, and not munch and crunch while we're podcasting. Yes. It drives me nuts when other podcasts do that. <laughs> Those of you who are doing that out there, you know who you are. Yeah. Please stop. No eating and podcasting simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But Pam... Going back to our icebreaker question, I feel like you don't have any Christmas movies that you enjoy watching? I have so many I could list, but I, I do have a top two. I don't. I mean, the, I might watch bits and pieces if they're on in the background. Yeah. My two girls, Belle and Moana, have been big into the like cheesy, evidently this turned into a thing, cheesy Netflix Christmas movies that like Netflix produces, like the Hallmark or the Lifetime yes, ones. Except like now Netflix, Netflix is, does it is doing it. It's like Netflix. What are you doing? This is supposed to be Hallmark Channel right? stuff. But yeah, Netflix is doing it. And my okay. girls are all over that. Like Christmas with the Prince or I, I don't know. I don't watch them, <laughs> but they get into them. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say I love a Christmas story because uh, that's such a classic. Mm-hmm. And also our whole family we love Elf so much. Ah. That is a great movie. We just did a movie night last Saturday night. We watched Aww. Elf, and then, like, for the next three days, we, all that we were saying, like, Elf lines here and there. <laughs> Son of a Nutcracker. <laughs> you cotton had a ninny muggins. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good ones. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, good times, good times. But, Pam. Yes. The real reason we're here today yeah. is we are going to be reviewing Mary Poppins Returns. We are. So also we should say to our listeners, we'll give a little like pause before we start the actual review, but this is kind of like your warning, like there might be some, what's the word I'm looking for? Spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to just give a good like overview. But mm-hmm. if you don't want any spoilers, then turn us off. Yep. Listen to us later. Absolutely. And when we come back, we're going to give some pre thoughts about what we hope the movie will 
contain and can it live up to the original so stay tuned stay tuned So, Amy, we are releasing this on opening day of the We Hope Fabulous movie, Mary Poppins Returns, Super which is December 19th. It is Wednesday. You and I are getting together on Wednesday morning to see it opening morning. Yes, here and then we, we are. And we're going to immediately see it and then record our podcast reviewing it. Hopefully, we will just be in a cheery, cheery glow from the whole thing. I don't see how we can't be. Well, I don't know. The first, the original, such a classic. Yes. Such a classic. So just concerned. Can anything really live up to it? Julie Andrews. Dick Van Dyke. Right? I mean, really. Oh, that's a lot to live up to. But I know that is one thing I'm hoping that this, that the new one, that Mary Poppins Returns, has some basically like, tips of the hat to the old to the like original Mary Poppins but they redo it in such a way well they're not necessarily redoing it yes and I like that it's not a redo actually right it's a continuation of the story Mm -hmm. so um I'm just hoping that it's different enough from the first one that it's I feel like we're really not going to be comparing apples to apples Mm -hmm. it's going to be apples and oranges okay Or, or at least that's what I'm hoping for Mm-hmm. That there's enough like common threads to kind of tie it together and mm-hmm. make it feel like it's a continuation. Yeah. But that it is different enough that you don't need to compare. And something that encourages me, well, a few, couple things encourage me. First of all, the things that Disney has released thus far, the movie teasers and trailers and the two songs that are currently, before the movie releases, that are currently have been released, Seen all of those, they seem fabulous. They really do. They seem to capture that original magic and sense of wonder. And just from the small snippets we've had of seeing Emily Blunt play Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. she is she has got it going on. She has like the same cadence to her voice, like the uh, same little uh-huh. I don't know. I think she's such a good pick to yes, play Mary Poppins. I do too. I do too. And that is one thing I hope for the new one, that she kind of uses some of those Mary Poppins phrases that we all know and love. <laughs> like, that would be great. spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like those yes. little things yeah. that, you, that you remind you, like, oh, there's Telltale Mary Poppins. Oh. And uh, I like I like her outfits. Mm-hmm. We've seen those, so keep in mind that that's very nice. I like the storyline that they're continuing on with the Banks family. Yes. And you know what else is very encouraging? What? So I went online to Google yesterday and took a look and uh, just Googled up Mary Poppins Returns nominations. Do you realize how many things this thing has been nominated for? And no. it has not even come out yet when we're recording. So right now, it has been uh, nominated for the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in a uh, motion picture, musical, or comedy for Emily Blunt. Awesome. Same thing, but for Best Actor for Lin-Manuel Miranda, Golden Globe. Awesome. Up for the Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. Also the Golden Globe Award for Best Original Score for Mark Shaman. Uh, let's see. And then there's some some I haven't heard of, like 
the satellite award. <laughs> it's up for the There's satellite There's always like award. weird nominations yes. that you're like, what is that? So things I have heard of. It's up for the Screen Actor Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Leading Role for Emily Blunt. Perfect. The Critics' Choice Award for Best Actress, Emily Blunt. Uh, the Critics' Choice Award for Best Actress in a Comedy, Emily Blunt. I mean, there's just a list of them. So, oh, Critics' Choice Movie Award for Best uh, Production Design. Critics' Choice Award for Best Picture. It is So for your Oscars up. party, are you going to be just Mary Poppins straight across the board? That would be a good way to go. So the Oscar nominations have not been released yet. So these are sort of the precursors to Oh, the, I thought the these bid. were the nominations. Well, these are nominations for the other awards, like the Critics' Choice Awards, oh. the Golden Globe Awards. Okay. So these are other award shows and other notable ways to be nominated, but the big granddaddy of them all in film would be the Oscars. And Best o- motion picture. Oscar has Oscar doesn't separate between drama and like music and comedy, and they've been very reluctant to ever give the best picture to something that would be classified as a musical or a comedy. So we will have to see, but I think the buzz is starting. And Girl, we are going to be on top of that. Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm all about this Mary Poppins buzz. I mean, we have to be. We're a spoonful of sugar podcast. I don't know. Is there any choice? <laughs> <laughs> we chose the name of this because we both loved Mary we Poppins love so much. Mary. We do. We sure do. So people... The next time you hear us, we will have just watched the movie on opening morning. So if you are concerned about spoilers, any of that kind of thing, you tune yourself out right now and come back after you've seen it. But we will be right back with our review. Perfect. Hello, everybody. We are back. Hi, Pam. I have got such a spoonful of sugar today, Amy. I have like sugar overload, not to mention that we just ate a bunch of candy while watching (laughs) Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, honey, super califragilistic. Join me, expialidocious. Oh yeah, girl. Mm -hmm. So as you know from our first half of this episode, which we recorded earlier. Yeah. We have just seen the movie. Literally. We're sitting in the parking lot of the movie theater. <laughs> we have just seen the movie. We are getting crazy looks from people around us, but that is okay. It is opening morning of the movie. That is our level of commitment to you people. Yes. Yes. I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> we didn't just do this for ourselves. Well, no, it maybe, was for maybe you, we our did. listeners. <laughs> maybe we did, but they can be right in with us too. <laughs> So we are here. We are recording in the parking lot right after seeing the movie. We are wearing our Spoonful of Sugar t-shirts. We are. Our Spoonful earrings. Yes, from Nerd Poppins. From Nerd Poppins. We are ready to go. And just as a word of warning, Mm -hmm. if you don't want to hear our thoughts and our spoilers, whatever, yes, Mm -hmm. go away. If you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want us to spoil it for you, this is your chance to bow out. Yep. You won't hurt our feelings. No, we won't Especially since we won't know. (laughs) And once you have heard it, then listen to the rest. Yes, then come back and you can listen to us because we will be here. Perfect. Yes. So, Pam. Yes. Just initial thoughts about the movie. I thought it was so well done. Yeah. I thought it really captured the the heart and the spirit mm-hmm. of the original. I agree. In many ways, it just sort of felt like a continuation of that. Yes. That same heart, that same spirit, uh, the musical numbers, 
but sort of updated with, obviously, today's cast, but also updated with, you know, today's idea of costumes, as well as uh, the things that we can do now with computer animation. Yeah. Yeah. I think the music really did help kind of link Mary Poppins with Mary Poppins Returns, because I was even noticing throughout the film some of that, like, underlaying music. Like, Mm -hmm. I would recognize Mm -hmm. it from the original. But all the new big show-stopping tunes, those were all, like, big new numbers. Mm -hmm. So... It was distinct enough yes. that you, because you don't want to compare the whole time, but you do want to have enough of that common thread that it's going to feel like a continuation. Yeah, and I the soundtrack and the, the musical numbers were great. Uh, they were written by Mark Shaman this time instead, of, of course, of the iconic Sherman Brothers who did the original. But I did see in the credits that... One of the Sherman brothers, I think it was Robert, that he was brought on as sort of a consultant to some of the music. Uh And they used a few certain key phrases from the music of the original, of course, to sort of tie in. And with the key phrases, I love how Mary Poppins, she still did have some of those, like, spit spot. Or she did say (laughs) at the very end, she was, like, looking at her reflection in the balloon, Uh and she's like, oh, perfect in every way. Yes, that was fabulous. <laughs> so I love how she kind of especially had some little tie-ins. So let's talk about Emily Blunt okay. as Mary Poppins because we all know that Julie Andrews, I mean, talk about supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Uh, that is Dame Judy Andrew, Julie Andrews to the rest of us because, of course, she's been damed. Has she? I did not know this. <laughs> the British can do this. Like the queen comes and puts that, you know, sword on your shoulder and you kneel. And a little bit of fairy dust. No, I don't think the queen uses fairy dust. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, and you become either a knight or a dame of the realm. I didn't know Julie Andrews had been damed. Yes, she is damed. Wow, look at that. Something <laughs> I learned, I just, something new I just learned. I can't even talk. I'm just so stunned. So she, of course, everyone agrees, did an amazing job with the original. How do we think that Emily Blunt did with this one? Oh my gosh. I think they cast her perfectly. I agree. Even mm-hmm. her little looks and like especially the looks. Yes. I think that's where she got she into nailed the it. Julie Andrews vibes the most. Just the facial expressions. She channeled her inner Julie Andrews, <laughs> Mary Poppins, throughout the whole movie. She she looked like Mary, like the original Mary Poppins the most when she was not even saying anything. Because mm-hmm. she just captured those facial expressions. And that, it's not even, it's not a full-blown smile. Yeah. It's this very understated, like, I, I know something you don't mm-hmm. know, kind of little, yes. you know, turning up the lips in just yeah. the smallest way. Because Mary Poppins does have this kind of stern attitude about her. But every so often, And I love smile. how Mary Poppins is... So, like, strict and stern, but then she has this whole other level of, like, whimsy Mm -hmm. and fun and adventure. Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't think to put those two together Mm -hmm. because she is very, like, close your mouth, please, Michael. We are not a codfish. And then she, like, goes and has fun and is, like, dancing with penguins. So what is happening here? But I love that. So, for some spoilers, uh, those of you who don't care if we spoil things, this is a continuation of the original Mary Poppins film. So this takes place, I'd say, like 25 years later. It's a decent guess. Uh, The Banks children, the original Banks children, uh, Jane and Michael, have grown up now. And this takes place with Michael's family being the centerpiece. 
His parents seemingly have already passed away. They still have Ellen. The the housemaid is there, housemaid and cook. It's cast as a a different actress, of course. But Ellen is still there in her character. And uh, Michael, evidently his wife has passed earlier that same year. Of course, because it's a Disney movie, so we have to have a mother dying. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah, I'm bitter. (laughs) Apparently. Okay, I'm going to get over the bitterness and take that spoonful of sugar and move on. (laughs) And they have uh, three children. They're boy-girl twins, and then there's a younger son. And right now, they're in a place where financial troubles, it takes place during what they call the Great Slump, which I think we refer to here in the States as the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. So money is tight all the way around, and basically something's happened where they are on the verge of losing their house. Yes, and Jane is there at Michael's house because since Michael's wife has died, she's kind of come to help with the kids and and help out around the house. So Jane and Michael are both there along with his three children. Right. And Jane has her own flat, so she doesn't Mm -hmm. live with them, but she's constantly in the film because she's visiting and helping and all that kind of thing. Which I think, speaking of Jane and Michael, I feel like they did a really good job casting Jane. Like she actually looks like she could be a grown up Uh, version of Jane. uh But Michael, I did not see any resemblance to the original Michael as a boy, like growing up. He had, I'm having a hard time. I'm sure you've seen the original movie much more recently than I have. So I'm having a hard time drawing that. Also, he had the mustache, which just changes, guys. Oh, the mustache. It throws me off. Yeah, mustache. Don't know how we feel about that. He may have looked too young without the mustache. Maybe. Maybe the actor needed a little, you know, maturity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they threw that on him to try to make him look older. Maybe. One thing I really liked, and this, once again, was a continuation of the theme of the first one. So remember in the first one, the mother and she drew the maids into it were all for, you know, the suffragettes and marching for women's votes and all that good stuff. And now, of course, you're at a period in English history where women have the vote. And so now Jane, the daughter, is sort of carrying on the mantle. But what she's working for are conditions for workers. And uh, she has her own organization, Spruce. And so she's (laughs) helping out with that. So she's... Continuing on with, you know, the uh, doing of good works, but in the next theme that would have come along. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda's role. Sure. So he's kind of like the Bert of yes. this movie. Yes. Although he is not, I don't think, supposed to be related to Bert in any way. No, no. He just references him. He knew, knew him. He knows him. He's kind of in the same role in the community. You know, in the original one, Bert, he was like the chimney sweep and mm, he was mm-hmm. the sidewalk chalk artist and mm-hmm. he would play all the musical instruments in the park and you kind of saw him doing all these little various jobs around town. Uh-huh. And likewise, in this movie, his character's name is Jack, uh-huh. but it's a very similar kind of role where yeah. he is, he lights up the gas Lamps, mm-hmm. which is called a, a lorry? Leary. Leary. L-E-E-R-Y. So yeah, learn something and else so, new today. Yeah, so evidently that's their nicknames for themselves. They're called the Learys, and a group of men who go around at night and turn on, or light all of the gas lamps because they were gaslit back in the day, and then at break of dawn go they and turn them off. extinguish them all. And so he, yes, fits very much in that same role. So a lot of this film is really not so much breaking new ground, but continuing on with the same themes and the same feeling of the original. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say is if you're looking for something breaking all new directions and new grounds and taking the story someplace we've never seen, it's it's not so much. Uh, it's that feel-good 
Family's in trouble. Mary Poppins comes in to save the day. We have some great music and dance numbers. People yes. sing. There are penguins. There's lots of dancing. <laughs> and then, you know, coming up to this big climax where are they going to make it? Will things be saved? And lo and behold, things are saved. Happy family. And Mary can move on. I was going to say, Pam, don't don't spoil it, but we did already give a warning. We Plus, did. It's a Disney movie, so obviously, even if you it weren't is. listening to us, you would know that there's a happy ending. And that it starts with a dead mother. <laughs> and, and that, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Can we talk about my favorite scene? Oh, tell me. Okay, so in the original, you uh-huh. had the chimney sweep scene. And they were singing Chim Chimney, Chim oh, yes. Chimney, Chim Chim Cherry. Mm-hmm. And... I love that scene. Mm-hmm. And in this film, there's a very similar type song where it's the Learys. Yeah. And they, it's at night uh-huh. and they all have their glowing, like whatever sticks they use to light the I lamp know, lights. They, these were like sticks that were on sticks fire. Sticks on fire. I was a little concerned because they had the children carrying them too. <laughs> like a mom coming out of me. Why are you giving these children sticks on fire to dance around with? That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> But the scene opened with them all like kind of silhouetted around the yes. lamppost, which is exactly like how in Chim Chim Cherry oh, they were all like it? silhouetted oh. against the chimneys mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah. it was like even just the opening scene of that yes. song and dance yes. number, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. And yeah. it was great. It was so they good. They did. It was a, they did a fabulous job. So a- along with that, something that I really love, I don't know if they had this in the original, but I loved with this was right after the beginning, they went into sort of this old-timey thing where you put up the credits at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. So there were a number of credits at the beginning of the movie, not all of them because now there are five billion people involved in the (laughs) film production, but the main credits, the main characters, director, et cetera, et cetera, were listed. And the backdrop to that opening with the credits were these painted scenes that take place in London during the movie. And I just loved that. It's like, I would love one of those. It's just artwork. Right? That was so beautiful. Yes. I loved those paintings, whoever did them. And we're told that Michael actually is supposedly an artist. Yes. In Um, the film, he... He has done drawings and paintings, so yes. you kind of get the feeling that maybe he's the one that right. did these paintings at the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yes, that was very similar to the original because they had yeah. all the names. That Usually I just sit there and scroll through it all, but <laughs> the paintings were very beautiful, and mm-hmm. I like your idea. Disney should actually sell those. I, yeah, I thought they were great. They were great. Very beautiful. And I think the Lin-Manuel thing especially worked out well with, they had one scene that I guess would maybe be the jolly holiday with mary when they go into this go into a bowl you'll get it if you have seen the the film and they have there's a stage production basically and mary and jack end up on the stage and it's like how fitting that linwell miranda is on a stage because we're used to the idea of him being a stage performer instead of a film performer Mm. and so he's up there and the two of them are performing together and at one point mary does this you know not just costume change but hair change and suddenly she's wearing this like 20s type bob yeah she's got like like a whole almost like a flapper outfit going on that's so fitting because this is a time period that that film would have been in Mm -hmm. and so they you know just the the slightest bit of updating to the period where that film would have taken place without, you know, ruining I will say later in that scene, it gets pretty dark. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. remember the original Mary Poppins ever being so dark, but in this scene, like, the kids are all on this 
runaway train type thing, mm-hmm. and it's they wake up from it in a complete nightmare, right. and it's it's pretty intense. Yeah, I don't. So I didn't really like that part of it. That was probably my least favorite scene of the movie, just because mm-hmm. it wasn't you know so super califragilisticexpialidocious. It makes me wonder if the film's rated G or PG. Do we oh, know? No, I actually I, yeah, I don't know don't either. Hmm. But you took me to it anyway. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Do you need to get permission from your mom and dad first, Amy? I need a permission. Sometimes. Yes. So what was your favorite scene? I like the beginning when, you know, Mary just comes in and sort of takes over. The taking a bath scene was fun. I thought that was just because it's the bank's children introduction to Mary Poppins and all of her magic. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed that they did not do a repeat of the spoonful of sugar song that would have been nice or supercalifragilisticexpialidocious the word was not even said that's true <sighs> deep sigh deep sigh nope all the all the songs and dances all of those were new but like i was mentioning yes, before there, were, a there were quite a few phrases that linked back to the original but never yeah. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious there was the codfish line mm-hmm. spit spot spit spot uh there were one or two more. Do you remember any of them? I'm trying to think right now, but there was they were also like Mary Poppins-esque. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Costuming was beautiful. Yes. Beautifully done. And I think the original Mary Poppins, we sort of had her in the black coat and her, you know, inside the house being a nanny outfit and then her Jolly Holiday with Mary outfit. But this introduces different looks, which yeah. are still very appropriate, look very Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. and were gorgeous. Can we talk also about Dick Van Dyke? So at the end of the movie, there's a scene at the bank because Michael still, Michael works at the bank that his father worked at, but Michael works as a teller. So at the end of the movie, there's a bank scene Mm -hmm. where he needs to talk to the chairman of the bank. Yes. But the chairman of the bank is not in the room at that point. But guess who walks into the room? Dick Van Dyke in his original, well, probably not his original, but like in that bank teller's or director's outfit mm-hmm. that he had on in the original Mary Poppins movie. That, w- that was fabulous. And of course, in the original movie, which was 1964, oh my gosh. you know, he was a much, much, obviously, younger man dressing up as a much older man. So now I wonder, like, how much makeup that, you know, he now actually fits the role. It was probably was like playing. a real beard and everything. <laughs> Who knows? But just looking spry and he, he even did, like, Dyke. a little dance and everything. I, I kind of wondered if that was actually him or if they brought in a body double at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because he was dancing on top of a desk. He was dancing on top of a desk. That's a little dangerous. Still, he's Dick Van Dyke. I think Emily Blunt hmm. was, like, spotting him in the back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in case he <laughs> fell off. And as far as other appearances from Z Famous People, there was Meryl Streep, which I wouldn't think of with a film like this. She played Topsy, supposedly a cousin of Mary Poppins. And I... Evidently, she is a character in one of the later books oh, okay. that P.L. Travers wrote. So that's okay. why she came in. Meryl Streep, being Mel- Meryl Streep, did a fabulous job with it. And of course, one has to wonder if this will garner her a Best Supporting Actress nomination in the Oscars, because you can't have an Oscars without a Meryl Streep nomination of some type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I just found that uh, that scene was so random. But now it that was you kind mentioned of that maybe yeah. it was in a different P.L. Travers book. Yes, okay. yeah, there's like a series of those Mar- Mary Poppins Okay. And she shows up in a different one. Okay, well, that makes a little bit more sense. Yes. But just in the movie itself, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of connection yeah. to anything. Yeah. It was 
kind of random, but you mentioned Meryl Streep, yes. and then at the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. Angela Lansbury. That was lovely. She's so sweet. And she'd been in, you know, like Dick Van Dyke. I think she may have actually started off her career on Broadway, mm. certainly on stage, and garnered a number of, you know, awards and moved on eventually to, you know, by the time I was around, she was doing things like Murder, She Wrote or whatnot. And and being Mrs. Potts. And being Mrs. Beauty Potts. I know. <laughs> like, listeners like, there's Mrs. Potts. Uh, so it was, it was a wonderful touch having these older legends of yes. screen, you know, coming back and doing their roles and... So great. So great. Really enjoyed Maybe it. Maybe someday we'll have a cameo. And Mary Poppins <laughs> returns again. Maybe in, we'll have <laughs> Starring a Starring the Supercalifragigals. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it might be a cameo in somebody's, you know, podcast of, you know, 30 years from now. We're not made for film. Is that what you're saying? I think we are. I think we could pull it off, woman. With enough we costume and makeup and hair. We got stage presence. You yeah. all just don't know that because you're just listening to us, but we got stage presence. Somebody should give us a gig. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, if we were rating this movie... On a scale of stars. Okay. Five stars being the best. Mm-hmm. What would you rate this movie, Pam? I'll go with a strong four and a half. Nice. I'm just withholding that little one half because it's a fabulous continuation of the first, but I don't feel it was groundbreaking in and of itself to garner that last little bit. Yeah. I, I'm in a similar boat as you. I, I would say four stars. Okay. I just... I just love the original so much and like yeah. nothing can top it. Yeah. And I know, again, we shouldn't really compare, but here we are comparing. And That's what we're supposed to do. I mean, it is Because we Mary- judge all the things. We, we judge the things and it's called Mary Poppins Return. So, I mean, there is the connection, obviously. Obviously. So, it was, it was great. I would highly recommend it. Absolutely. Go see this thing. But yes, I just, I give it four stars. Four and a half for me. Perfect. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Absolutely. Hey there, super califragia friends. This is Pam, and Amy and I are coming really close to our 100th episode. Can you believe it? Who would have thought that we would have lasted this long? But thanks to your support, we are happy to say that we are coming up on that episode. And we are thinking about doing a listener question episode for that 100th. And so we would ask if you would be so kind as to either email us or put up onto Instagram or Twitter or something like that, any questions that you may have for us so that we would have things to put together for this show. So if there's enough interest, we'll go that route. And if not, we'll go another route. But thank you all for being a part of this great adventure that we are on. We love doing this podcast. We love hearing from you guys and we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. (laughs) 